What's up, guys? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you grow in your walk with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my mission in life is to do whatever I can to help you develop an authentic friendship with your Father in Heaven. That's right, to know Him and make Him known, these are the two most important things in life. There's no question, spending time alone with God every day is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. So make plans to hang with us every Tuesday as we grow together in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I shout from the rooftops the ridiculous and terrifying notion that we can approach God's throne courageously in a podcast we're calling Come Boldly. Honestly, the idea that we can hang out with the Almighty is utterly absurd, right? I mean, how do you hang out with someone you can't seem to see or even hear? Even crazier, once we accept the notion that we can spend time alone with God in the secret place, how should we go about approaching Him? I mean, how do you come before the being who spoke the universe into existence? Do we crawl or run? Do we keep our heads down in shame or do we barge right in nonchalantly? Should we cower in the corner or climb up in His lap? These are all amazing questions. So many times we find ourselves needing to unlearn things we've previously learned about God. That is, if we're going to approach Him the way He wants us to. Unfortunately, we end up making up our own rules and procedures often because of our own insecurities and shortcomings. All the while, God has already done everything that is necessary to break down the barriers between us, to wash away our shortcomings, to tear away the veil to make a way for us. And he simply invites us to accept his invitation to come to him. A couple things to expect. I remind us that just because we showed up physically to a church service does not guarantee that we actually showed up spiritually to engage in God's relational presence. And Josh helps us finally overcome our tendency to allow shame to keep us from coming to God. So let's pray and we'll jump right in. Father God, your love for us is incredible. You know our hearts, you know our shortcomings, and you know our tendency to embrace worldly things. And yet you still beckon us to your side repeatedly without reservation. You still pursue us over and over, longing to fellowship deeply with each one of us. Teach us how to come to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's not waste another second as we get into today's Pure Worship podcast entitled, Come Boldly. Welcome back to the Pure Worship podcast. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. So kind of you. It was so dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb, Jeff. Jeff. No, it wasn't. Sometimes like, I get the spirit of stupid when I'm around you, just a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that you're getting that from me? Is well, that what you're saying? I'm just. Say- I don't know if that's very brother, nice, brother. That I'm just saying. Nice. Are you saying bless your heart. I'm just saying, brother, that there's an impartation. Mm, I'm stupid. Just, an impartation. <laughs> Oh, that's Spirit. not very nice. <laughs> that's not very nice at all. No, it's. I mean it in every way, uh, respectfully and. Oh, well, okay then. Thank you so much. <laughs> what, what are you? What is, what's your? Okay. I, I don't know. 
It's like the spirit of Southern Urkel got a hold of you or something. I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, I can't get out of it either. (laughs) Oh, no. There's an off-ramp right over here, Jeff. Okay, there we go. Oh, man, that was... That was scary. You can boldly exit now. Boldly exit. All right. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. That's see, beautiful transition. Jeff, yeah, we're talking yeah. about mm, coming boldly. Mm-hmm. Like, right, bo- right. Like, like boldly to tell me how stupid I am. No, no, no. <laughs> you're taking it way too far, man. Oh, okay. Now you're coming boldly to I'm, correct me. I, <laughs> boldly rebuke. Dude, bo- I boldly reject you, man. <laughs> okay. Bold, boldly. Bo- Boldly. D- it's it's a word that we don't really use a whole lot yep. in nows a days. Mm-hmm. The kids don't use I'm it. bold. What would we boldly. say instead? Well, I, I just think of barbecue sauce, like bold and sassy. Okay. There's something like bold flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what would we say uh, con- instead of that in con- modern day terms? Confidently. Mm, confident. uh, yeah. With fervor. Uh, I don't think no, that's the one. That's not it. No, um, no. Uh, what else? Mayonnaise mm. with. Yeah, probably not. Bold mayonnaise. Moldy? <laughs> Boldly? No, that's not it either. I don't know. What are some other synonyms? <laughs> if we were to come boldly, uh, yeah, I think confidence is the right right mm-hmm. one, right? We're coming with confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we. Strong? Spiritual terms, we might say like authority or something mm, like that. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess the opposite is also what we're talking about. Like, don't come ah timidly. Yes. We know the word says that we don't want to come with uh, timidity. Yeah. Right? God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. That's right. But love, power, and sound mm-hmm. mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Another word would be weenie. Don't be a <laughs> right. weenie. Right. Um, when you're coming yeah. before the throne. Yep. There's that off-ramp again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyways, the point of this, we we're going to get to that point. Uh, you know, God invites us to come boldly before his throne. Yeah, I love it. And that creates a conflict for some of us. Uh, I know it, it really did for me growing up because I... I guess I didn't really think of it being my role mm. to come boldly. I'm thinking of that's that's God's role. And of course, he did instigate all this. He did start all this. So it's not my job to start things. He's mm-hmm. already started it. Yeah. Uh, it's like he came crashing to the door. He sent his son Jesus to come and change, uh, change my world, you know, died, rose again, sent the Holy Spirit. Totally. Open this door now to come to the Father. We've talked about that before. Like, mm-hmm. that's the point of, of life. John 14, 6, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes um, to the Father uh, except through me. So yes. I feel like the Holy Spirit even, because I wasn't planning on using that verse, but yep. comes to the Father. Well, how do you come to the Father? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? We should, should we come, you know, uh, with fear and trembling? Yes. Should we come um, af- afraid? There's mm-hmm. a difference between being having the fear of the Lord and being afraid. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to get to here is this, the Bible is very clear. I'm just going to go right to it. Ephesians 3.12 mm-hmm. says this, verse 12 says, because of Christ... And our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Yes. So part of the the conflict for me and part of the reason that, and I think we've talked about this a little bit on earlier podcasts, uh, is inspired by my book, Awakening Pure Worship. Uh, This is part of my heart. It's like I want us to understand what God has said about how we should come to him. So I think sometimes we gather in our churches and we spend more time 
crying out for God to come to mm. us. Will God show up? God, will you come? Lord, change us. Lord, help us. And he's kind of saying, at least as I read the word, like, guys, I have done my part. I flung the door open wide mm-hmm. for you now to respond, right? Yes. We talk about the invitation all the time with these podcasts. He's invited us to come, right? right? I mean, the invitation has been set. It's not like we have to cry out, God, will you invite us to the party? God, will you, you know, will you show up to our party? No, he's like, no, you come to my party. I've got a party going on. I've opened the door. I'm the gate. Jesus said, come through me to the party. Dude, I remember when I was dating my wife and she, so she grew up a good little United Methodist girl. Yeah. And I grew up Whoa, okay, on fire, rolling down the aisles. Super charismatic, SPL, atrocious. Uh, And sorry, if you're that, you're my tribe. I love you. But but my, my wife, she was always blown away, dude, when we'd go to church. And I'd be like, oh, man. Oh, man, God just showed up, didn't he? And she's like, what do you mean showed up? Like, now... Listen, don't get me wrong. There Holy. are t- there are these holy moments, man, when man Holy Spirit, you you yep. tangibly everybody in the house feel his presence, right? Yes. Um I love those moments, but my wife was always a little flabbergasted at what do you mean he showed up? Like yeah. he's here. Yeah. So really a lot of times it's like, man, he's there and and he He's saying, man, I'm here. Yes. You come. Yes. Yep. It, the disconnect is with us yeah. a well, lot of times. Obviously, because we really can count on the fact that he's going to do his part. Yes. Uh, the question is, are we going to do our part, are right? Are show up? I yeah. mean, think about it. We, we talk about these metaphors. There's a metaphor here we can talk about. Uh, you can come to a service and you go, well, that's my job. I, my role was to come to the service. But is it possible that in physically coming somewhere, you still have not spiritually come somewhere? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that is exactly what we're getting at. Yeah. You could actually go into a church building. You could show up for a service physically. Yeah. Now, which is important. Like some people would say, well, I haven't even done that mm-hmm. or I refuse to do that or I won't do that. And so we want you to physically show up because mm-hmm. it's really hard to show up spiritually if you're not there physically as well. Right. Yes. But there is a possibility and hear this guys, you could be going to church every week, showing up physically and thinking that you're doing your part, mm-hmm. but you're actually not showing up spiritually. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference. So yes, come to the church building. Yes, come to your secret place, mm-hmm. bow down before the Lord, but you have to engage. That's what we mean by come boldly. That's what we mean by show up. You know, don't don't worry so much about crying out, God, will you show up? Because the real question to me, based on these scriptures, based on Ephesians 3.12, which says we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. As, as Josh touched on, there is an idea that God's presence can manifest and move. We agree with that totally. 100%. Yeah. It's a both and. Yep. But he responds and moves when we move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we know that he already started this. He, he got the ball rolling, right? He got the first domino tipped over or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But then it's our job. We know in James, it says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. So he's opened the door. Now he's saying, you have a part to play in this. Yeah. Like you need to respond and show up. If you will show up, then I will come and I, again, and I will touch you Mm -hmm. in ways that you can't even imagine. The rad thing is, man, is scripturally in the New Testament, we have Jesus modeling this super cool. Yeah. And we also have the apostles. So when, when you're talking, bro, I'm thinking of often, 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 often Jesus would go up to the mountains. He would go boldly yes. in the secret place, mm-hmm. but then he would also in Acts three, yep. remember how they went to the Senate or the, the temple yes. every day at three o'clock That's right. every day. So they were going at three o'clock, just like they were normally doing. That's when they healed that paralytic guy yes. and at the gate, beautiful, all that kind of stuff. So there is a, there is a, a boldness and a fervency to coming before the Lord. The, the disciples modeled it. So did Jesus. Yes. And even to bring it a step further, man, this is, Hebrews uh, chapter four, and I'm going to, I'm just going to do 16 right now. We're going to unpack some of this a little bit. Just remember guys, like what we're trying to do here is we're just trying to look at the scripture. Yeah. Like I am, I refuse to set my own personal experience above the scripture. Yeah. Now my, my experience hopefully will resemble yep. what's happening in scripture, Match. but I'm not going to base what my beliefs are based on just my experience alone. Totally. I'm going to go back to the word. And if my experience is conflicting with the word, if I'm sitting around waiting for God to show up, but then I find all these scriptures that tell us that we need to show up and come boldly, well, then I'm going to change the way I do things. So read totally. that scripture. Okay. So this is uh, Hebrews 4.16. Therefore, it's similar to Ephesians 3.12. Yep. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace. Hmm. Come on, throne of grace mm-hmm. with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. Jeff, piggybacking on what you're saying, yep. I don't care what kind of background you come out of, uh, whether it's mainline historic, evangelical, or charismatic, or yep. Pentecostal, none of that, your your upbringing, yep. it doesn't really matter compared to you line it up exactly. with the scripture. Exactly. This defines our paradigm, not what did we grow up in. And man, for me, dude, I grew up in more free, quote unquote, yep. Holy Spirit moving kind of churches like that. But for some reason, I still had a problem approaching the throne. I didn't know it was a throne of grace. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. the throne See? of judgment, which go. is coming. Sure. There, there, there is a great white throne of judgment that will happen yep, at the yep, end of yep. time. But, but because of the throne of grace, we can face that throne of judgment, right? The throne of judgment is the mercy seat. Yes. The, the throne of grace is the throne of mercy and yes. judgment. It's yeah. all the same. And, uh, you know, I, I've, just, I've just been thinking about hindrances. What are... Like for me, I think shame is what really kept me from coming. But like, what are some other, I mean, I think, I think we should touch on that because I do think that people, you know, they feel this sense of shame. So they think that they can't come. In fact, oh, that's one of the devil's biggest things that he does to you, right? You haven't come to him in the last two or three, four weeks or in the last year. And so there he kind of whispers in your ear and says, oh, because you haven't come, you can't come. Mm -hmm. And see, don't buy into that lie. (laughs) Come on, guys. Don't buy into that. I mean, we do it all. I've done it before. (laughs) You're not the only one. We're not making fun of you either. It is stupid because we do it. Like, but it's a real thing. The enemy comes and he says, Hey, you can't come because you haven't come. No, that's dumb. That's not right. You can come. And that's what we're trying to say. The spirit of God is saying to you, come Come. boldly. Now, here's another thing that I think people, uh, have a conflict with this, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's some folks that didn't grow up. They maybe grew up the opposite of you. Maybe they grew up a little bit more like me, not in a more, more of a traditional church 
And you think that come boldly means come with pride. Mm. And that's not, those are two different things. Yes. You might think that coming boldly is like me going, yeah, I'm just kind of strutting into your kingdom here, up, up to your throne, like here I am. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Come boldly and confidently means you know that Jesus paid the way. Mm-hmm. You, It's not that you know that you paid the way or that you belong somehow on your own. You belong because of the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference there. I, I wrote a poem a while ago. I think I talked about it on one of the podcasts. I don't belong, but I do. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place to sit right in the middle. I actually don't belong in my own power. I can't come boldly before the throne of grace, but I can come boldly before the throne of grace because of the blood of Jesus and because of the spirit of God. So don't allow pride or or don't allow your, you're like, oh, I don't want to be prideful. So I won't come boldly. Don't let that keep you from coming boldly before the throne of God. Wow, isn't it crazy how we allow anything and everything to keep us from approaching our Heavenly Father? It's so easy to misunderstand the idea of coming boldly before God's throne as if we were coming with arrogance or pride. But making a decision to not come before God's throne is not the answer to this dilemma. No, it's openly accepting the fact that we can't come on our own and yet also accepting the fact that God has boldly invited us to come to him through the blood of Jesus. Who are we to stay away from God assuming we're being humble? That's not humility, that's insanity. True humility accepts the fact that we could never make a way for ourselves and embraces the fact that Jesus has already made a way. Okay, believe it or not, Christmas is upon us. You might be a worship leader or simply a passionate follower of Christ. Either way, you're starting to wonder what gifts you should get for your friends and family. Why not consider purchasing a few of my books, Awakening Pure Worship? You could purchase one for each of the members of your worship team or each of your kids and grandkids. You won't have to wonder for sure because this is a gift that will touch their lives for years to come as they learn to walk closer with God. We also want to remind you that this Saturday, November 16th, our family is going to be running a 10K so that we can help provide access to clean water for people who don't have any. And we're asking you to partner with us by giving online. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh challenges us to flip our perspective on coming boldly. And I ask the question, what is it that keeps you from coming to God? So open your heart and mind as we dive back into today's Pure Worship Podcast. So another hindrance, though, man, is, uh, you know, the shame over sin, guilt uh, over sin or over not coming. That whole whole thing that you just unpacked. Um, An unholy and ungodly and unof the Holy Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. kind of fear, a perverted fear. Yes. Um, I know in so many people, some of my friends in mainline historic churches and not throwing Catholics or Lutherans under the bus, uh, but those are just my friends. And I've, yeah. I've, I've experienced that as well of just like, there's a lot of ungodly fear that it's almost like Moses, you, you go, you go yep. up on the mountain, yes. you, you go do your thing, but not us. We need to stay back. We need to talk. Yep. It's like, dude, that, send a representative. That's not of no. God. He's that's called you yep. into that personal reality. Well, and then another thing you sent me was other lovers. Like yes. what, what I love. I hate that idea, but yeah. I love that you brought it up. I mean, you know, the question underlying is what keeps you from coming? 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're getting at, right? Whether that's shame, fear, guilt, uh, other lovers is part of that too, because it, there's this whole thing. And we talk about this on other podcasts about even lovers uh, being ministry, being one of them oh, for man. pastors, leaders, musicians, singers, worship leaders, all that, all these people, evangelists that we can sometimes not come to the secret place because we're too busy doing the work of the ministry, right? Other lovers, meaning just the things of this world, mm-hmm. uh, the things our flesh desires, whether that be food or sex or mm-hmm. other things like that, those things that we're prioritizing, we're coming to the altar of those things instead of coming to the altar of God. Yep. Right. And so that those are the things and don't let those things stop you. Don't let those things keep you from obeying the word, which invites you really to accept his invitation and come boldly to his throne where you will receive grace and mercy if you humble yourself. And here's how you humble yourself. You receive what Jesus has done for you. Yes. And here it is, man, just to confirm it. So we started with 416 in Hebrews, but now let's bounce back just a couple verses, setting the setting up the table for verse 16. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest hmm. who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to the confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, wow. yeah. but one who has been tested in every way as we are yet without sin. Wow. Therefore, see, why is the there? What is the therefore? <laughs> therefore, here it is. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. Man, the Lord is willing to pour out mercy and he just wants us to come boldly to receive it. You just gave us the why, right? If we just take that one verse 16 Mm -hmm. out of context, it's powerful in and of itself, but you back it up and say, hey, here's why it's because of the high priest, right? He says, it said that he understands our weaknesses, right? Mm. So all those things that we just listed, the the fear, the uh, shame, guilt, all that stuff. Now that doesn't mean that he's saying, stay the same. Mm. He's saying he understands that his blood will wash all that away. <laughs> so you can come now into his presence, not to keep all those things, but to have them washed away. Yes. Instead of staying far away and keeping all those things come close. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. We get it. It's terrifying to come boldly before the throne of grace. Yeah. It is. But at the same time, it's not mm-hmm. because it's actually more terrifying to stay away. I know. That's the thing, bro. He knows our needs. Come on, man. To our weaknesses, no stranger. Come on, man. He knows it all. So just get over it, baby. Hey, and I just want to, I said earlier, oh, what a stupid thing to believe the enemy like that. Mm. But guys, with Jeff, that's, that's me all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm such a sucker for the enemy's schemes. I'm such a sucker to believe that I can't come before him. And that's why guys, again and again and again, we have to allow the scriptures to shape our theology and not our own experiences. It has to be scripture. You know, I go back and I'm always searching, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that one of the things is I'm a bottom line guy. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what's the purpose of life? Because I don't want to end up at the end of my life and have missed the purpose of life, you know, chasing all these other things and going, I think I've got it. And then at the end, God's like, ah, actually, I had this one thing here I wanted you to do. So I've discovered and I keep finding hints of it throughout the scriptures. What is the purpose? What's the main thing? What's the point? And so I came across this other passage here about why we 
come. Mm -hmm. Again, the Bible says, come to the Father. Well, I want to say, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why? Why should we come? Why? What's going to change? What? What's the purpose of that, right? So in Paul is, uh, in Acts 17, Paul is addressing the men of Athens. These are unbelievers, mm-hmm. right? And he's addressing them. In verse 24, he says this, He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Mm-hmm. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. Yeah. And human hands cannot serve his needs, for he has no needs. Oh, man, we've talked about that in the past. <laughs> he himself gives life and breath to everything. Can we just stop there for a second? I mean, guys, even people who deny that God exists are getting their life and breath from him. Like, it's not like by denying God that somehow now you are supplying for yourself somehow, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm now, I'm now in charge and I'm actually creating breath for myself, allowing myself. No, every being on this planet is being held together by God. It says he himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfies every need. Wow. We talked about that in the last podcast about hunger and thirst, how he satisfies the hungers and the thirst that we have. Verse 26, from one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall and he determined their boundaries. Okay, here we go. Verse 27 says this, his purpose. Man, when I see that word purpose, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I better listen. Buckle tune up, it baby. in, baby. Yep, yep, Come yep, on, yep. tune it in. Uh, this is this is important. His purpose was for the nations, so all people, to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Mm-hmm. And then he adds, though he is not far from any one of us, For in him, we live and move and exist. Again, Mm. we think that somehow we live and move and exist outside of him if we deny him. Mm -hmm. But it's not the case. You are only alive because he gives you life. But he's the purpose here is he's saying, seek after God. Mm -hmm. That is the purpose. That's what he's saying. Why come to Father? Seek after him because life is found in him. Are you feeling lifeless? Are you feeling empty? Seek the life giver. That's totally it. Man, come boldly to the throne of grace, to the throne of life, to the throne of hope, to the throne of everything that you need because he satisfies every need. The bottom line is that the Lord is inviting us all into encounter with him. Yes. And, uh, man, coming boldly, I mean, I just, I, I need to get that into my head and into yes. my heart of like, okay, I don't need to come wimpy. I don't need yeah. to come, uh, defeated. And I mean, yeah, and, you know, yeah, there, yeah. there will be times yeah. that I feel completely full of despair and defeated. And the only way to remedy but don't that, let that keep you from coming. That's that, all we're saying. We're not saying totally that it. you can't come if you are defeated or that you can't come if you feel like a failure or if you can't come, if you've sinned in your anger or you can't come if you whatever yes you can but that's the point is that you can yeah in fact come boldly if you have sinned yes come boldly Absolutely. if you have denied god yeah come boldly if you have turned your back on god yeah come boldly if you've cursed your brother yeah come boldly whatever it is come boldly now again not with pride mm-hmm. come humbly and boldly before the throne of grace because he's totally. made a way and he's inviting you he didn't say come boldly if you deserve to 
right? <laughs> We'd never come. Nobody would come. But yet so many people don't come because they feel that that's what it's saying. Yeah. But it's not saying come boldly if you deserve to, if you've earned it. Yep. Come boldly because I've made a way for you and I love you. And taken to an extreme, man, I feel like some people, including myself, don't come before the throne boldly because um, we think that the Lord is shocked. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, I cannot handle this guy. Are you kidding me? He's still dealing with the same thing that he right. has for 30 years. I can't, oh, I, oh, can you believe that he did? Like, guys, God is not shocked. Yeah. Uh, oh, nor is he excusing of sin, but here's the deal. Yep. You're redeemed. You, yes. You're purchased by his blood. You are not your own anymore. Yep. And so guys, I just want for somebody out there, God is not shocked or like, Oh, I don't know what to do with this guy. He still says, come boldly, come boldly. Well, and the thing is too, right? Let's say you are living in sin. And so that keeps you thinking you shouldn't come be close to God. Well, the way that that actually changes so that you are not living in sin anymore as if you come, come get close to him. Yeah. Like get close to him. He will rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Like he's not going to rub off on, on you if you don't come. Yeah. Like you are not going to gain the person that you're like, you're always beating yourself up because one day I'm going to get myself together where I can meet up to the standards of God and he'll accept me. Yeah. But that's not the point. Come close to him and he will transform you. He will rub off his character, his kindness, his love, his righteousness. Can I say the H word? His holiness (laughs) is going to rub off on you, but it won't if you stay far away. Yeah. With that, I kind of want to switch gears and go into a little bit of the book of Revelation. Because in my mind, the book of Revelation shows us how passionate he is about us encountering him, number one. Number two, and and how passionate he is about us coming boldly before his throne. Yes. Uh, but with in line of the whole shocked, sin, shame, all that garbage... I didn't even see it until now, man, but this is Revelation 3. You guys know this story. Jesus is is is, is writing these letters to the seven churches, which provinces of Asia in Turkey at the time. And he says this about Laodicea. We've even talked about this in previous podcasts, but in verse 17, it says, because you say I'm rich and have become wealthy and need nothing, and you don't know that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Man, he's talking to Christians oh, here. Man. He's not talking to worldly people. He's talking about <laughs> believers. I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Mm. So, oh, that sounds familiar. Isaiah 55. That's yeah. I, buy gold uh, refined in fire so that you may be rich. White clothes so that you may cover your sinful nakedness and that you would not be exposed and ointment to spread on your eyes so that you may see as many as I love, I rebuke and discipline. So look at this. So be committed and repent. Listen, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him Wow! and I will have dinner with him and he with me. Guys, here's the deal. Even in the midst of the garbage, you know, this is a firm kind of rebuke. And, but the reason why he does it, because he loves us. He disciplines those who are legitimate sons and daughters. He still says, Hey, I'm standing at the door. Yeah. I'm going to call you out on some of this stuff, but I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. And all I want you to do is open up and come and let me come come in, come, come. And, 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 you know, another thing in revelation four, you know, it says there before me, there was a door standing open in heaven, Jeff. And I heard a voice behind me say, come up and I will show you what must take place. This encounter thing, like the Lord is calling us to come boldly. And then man, the the way the the end of the book uh, in revelation 22, man, 
Verse 17, I just am obsessed with this. It says, both the spirit and the bride say, mm. come. Wow. Anyone who hears should say, come. And anyone who is thirsty uh, yeah. should come. Whoever desires should take the living water as a gift. Wow. Dude, the spirit and the bride. Jesus is calling out. The yeah. father is calling out. The spirit is calling out. Yeah. The bride, the church, yeah. the body of Christ is calling out. And then it says, anybody who hears this, let him say, come. Yes. And yes. so that's what we're saying, guys, is like, let's yeah. just come into agreement with what the father is already saying, what the that's spirit's right. saying, what the church is saying. Come. And may, may our voice echo that, man. Come, just come, just come. That's good, man. That's good. Will you pray for us as we close out here? Father, we come to yes, you right now with right boldness. Now. We don't wait. We don't want to wait another minute. God, we come before you. Thank you, God. And God, we're asking that you completely fill us. And God, I pray that you would fill our hearts with boldness and fire that we would we would be we would just come before you boldly lord baptize us in boldness yes, god yes, eradicate yes, our mind uh, yes, uh, the lies yes, from our minds on. that say we're not worthy Jesus. that we need to be shameful yeah. god we, we we come before you accept your invitation jesus because yes. we know that you stand at the door and you knock and you want to have fellowship with us so god just do it yeah. in jesus name amen All right, podcast family, that's going to do it for this week's insightful episode of the Pure Worship Podcast entitled Come Boldly. Guys, here's the thing. Don't let another day pass by without bursting into God's presence. Think about it. You could even spend a bunch of time listening to our podcast or talking about these issues in a small group, but that's not the same as spending time with God. Too many people spend significant time talking about or reading about God, but never actually spending time with Him. Don't let that happen to you. Okay, it wouldn't mean the world to us if you would take 30 seconds and text a friend our iTunes or Podbean podcast link. You never know how it might change their life. And don't forget to purchase your copies of Awakening Pure Worship on Amazon or at jeffdio.com. Make sure to join us next week as we talk about our natural tendency to connect with songs, artists, and even atmospheres instead of with God in a podcast we're calling Counterfeit Encounters. All right, we're looking forward to engaging with you next Tuesday as we bring you another powerful episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.